Welcome to our Money Donuts podcast video. Can we just eat the donuts? Because I already took a bite. Royal Credit Union's Money Donut podcast is here to make you smile and to get you thinking about your finances in new ways. From saving to spending to can we just eat half of it? Just finish your life. I, I want the donut. Well, there's plenty of silliness. Episodes are also filled with nutritious financial tips. Listen to the Money Donuts podcast from Royal Credit Union today at rcu.org slash podcast or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Hockey season is officially here as the Minnesota Wild kickoff training camp this week. We check in with Wild play-by-play and all-around good dude Joe O'Donnell to learn what we might expect out of roster cuts and more. Plus, are you coming to our first Buttes live show of the season? As always, we're created by New Voice Studios, presented by Soda Stick, brought to you by Talk North, Grain Belt, Royal Credit Union, and Peak Vestibular Center. This is Season 4, Episode 142. Get geared up for the hockey season with SodaStick.com. They've got all your favorite player tees, from Marc-Andre Fleury to Matt Zuccarello to Ryan Hartman giving you the bird. SodaStick.com has you covered. Not only in just in hockey, though. You got Minnesota Vikings, Minnesota Twins, Minnesota Timberwolves, whatever your Minnesota sports team is, SodaStick has you covered with the best gear available. Don't forget to toss down Bardown Beauties at checkout for 15% off at SodaStick.com. Hello, everybody. What's up? We're back. Episode two of season four, but episode one, four, two. We love to hear it. Uh, Joe O'Donnell's going to be joining us very shortly because, Kirsten, hockey season is here. Training camp kicks off this week. The Wild just wrapped up rookie tournament in Chicago. Are you excited? Are you still feeling it out? I know you were out at the NAHL showcase uh, as well. Are you in hockey mode? I, you know, I think I might be now it's been, you don't ease into hockey season. It's like a full fledged, like body check into hockey season. So I think that is what has happened. Uh, I'll be back at the NAHL showcase through the entire duration of the event. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm ready for it. I, it's, it's time now, if I could just start feeling like hockey season outside, that'd be fantastic. I mean, what an analogy, Kirsten. Damn, that was good. I like that. A full body check into the season. Uh, you know, speaking of a I'm full just body taking a, a note from, from your book. No, I'm you're good. Anything. Yeah. I'm proud of you. I'm very proud of you. We're going to banter Ooh. today. It's going to be great. Well, uh, words already. We have words already. <laughs> words uh uh speaking of body check we body checked fred out just kidding he's fired as usual just kidding again uh he doesn't have wi-fi at his place kirsten's working off her hotspot so at least she's dedicated to the podcast fred um you know something that he can we can't say the same about him apparently but we'll uh we'll persevere regardless what's one thing kirsten that and you've covered the nahl showcase a couple times now what are some things that you're really taking away and how much has the nahl started to move up the ranks uh, in the junior hockey leagues. I know everybody knows about the USHL. That's kind of the premier, but NA's gotten some pretty good division one players out of it as well. Yeah, I, I'm fortunate. This is my fourth year freelancing with the league. So I, they're, they're my favorite events to go to. I love everyone, a part of the league. You see everyone that's part of college hockey at the super rink and Blaine. So it's really fun too, just from the standpoint of, you know, getting to catch up with people you haven't seen in a while. But as far as the NAHL kind of going up the ladder, every single year it gets better and better. And I'm not just saying that because I work with them here and there. Um, No, like every single year, I'm not even joking. The showcase just gets bigger and the talent on the ice also just gets better and better. 
Um, you I think the biggest thing too with this showcase is you look around the rink, every single jacket is a representative from a college somewhere. Every single college on in college hockey is at the super rink and Blaine getting eyes on these guys, these kids, they want to earn college commitments. And you know, after this event, you're probably going to see at least a hundred commitments come out of this. So it's going to be awesome. And it's awesome too, to see these kids take their game to the next level and yeah, growing the game, growing the game. We love it. You see a couple NA guys even squeak up in to the NHL. I saw some young, fresh blood at rookie camp uh, this last week. Again, we're recording this on a Friday. So the tournament starts in Chicago this weekend. I will be covering it. Lucky me. Um, you get to see Marco Rossi. You get to see Jesper Wellstead. You get to see a bunch of other names that you may or may not hear about down in Iowa, possibly rumored up in uh, Minnesota. So very exciting there, but let's get to it. We'll have again, Joe O'Donnell to help us really dive into the wild season training camp. What are your thoughts on the Minnesota wild as we head into training camp this Thursday? You know, I, I think there are some question marks and I think people are anxious to kind of see what this team is going to be this season. This is, I think, again, correct me if I'm wrong. I I've been kind of scattered all over the place from junior hockey and whatnot. So we'll see how up to date I am with all things wild, but (laughs) I think there's a lot of, a lot of question marks. I mean, goaltending was a big question mark during the off season. It's still a question mark. People are wondering what it's going to be like you went from having the best goaltending tandem in the entire NHL to now you uh, I disagree what is that what What are you talking about okay so we're we're gonna bring it back we're bringing back the goaltending beat back I guess from last season prior (laughs) to me coming on not even don't even take my word for it Jesse just listen to what other analysts around the NHL have said the best goaltending tandem Cam Talbot, Mark Andre Fleury. I am other analysts. All right. That's what I'm going. You with are like an analyst, but I'm like outside of this conversation. We're talking about the other reporters all over. Mm, but yeah. anyways, listen to them or listen to me, whatever you prefer. Regardless of Jesse's personal thoughts and feelings, goaltending is still a question mark heading into this season. What is Mark Andre Fleury going to look like? What is the goaltending situation going to look like this year? And then defense last season, special teams. I know we're going to get into that later. Yes. But, and and then, uh, you know, the young guns coming up, what is all that going to look like? So I don't know. I think, and then especially with this being like a big year for the cap hit from the Parisian suitor contracts, like having Bill Guerin had to work with that all off season. There's a lot of question marks. And I think people, I feel people aren't expecting much from the wild heading into this season, to be quite honest. Um, But I think, I think they're going to surprise people. I don't know. I'm the hopefully optimistic Minnesotan here prior to the start of a season. Someone's got to be, cause I'm not that optimistic person ever. Uh, no, I mean, I, again, we will dive into this in our next segment with Joe O'Donnell voice of the Minnesota wild. Um, and we will also dive into what we think might improve, not improve, be the same, uh, in our up for debate in the final segment. But yeah, I mean, ultimately I'm excited just to get things going. I'm excited to see Kirill Kaprizov back on the ice, right? I'm excited to see how the lines might jump. I know, right? I know all my line heathens are just jacked as shit about the line combos. I mean, you're going to see some that are the same, but you're going to have to mix them up because I don't believe Jordan Greenway is ready to go. John Merrill's not ready to go. Defense is a big thing that I'm really going to be looking at, um, as well as is the offense going to be on par with last year? Again, we will talk more about that with Joe O'Donnell. Uh, We're going to jump into that break. Before we get to Joe, 
we are going to uh, hit up a new segment that we have welcoming in season four, which is our Let's Play Hockey High School Hot Take with uh, Let's Play Hockey editor, publisher, all around great dude with Let's Play Hockey, uh, Brian Zolman. So enjoy this high school hockey hit. And when we come back, Joe O'Donnell. Hello, Brian Zolman here from Let's Play Hockey. Give me the Let's Play Hockey quick hit here for the Bardell Beauties podcast. Um, as you know, the high school season is, of course, right around the corner. Uh, as kids are back in school, um, there is a lot of hockey going on, even though it's just still the fall. Uh, we got the Upper Midwest uh, Elite League is in full swing. Um, those not familiar with the Elite League, it brings together the top players, uh, high school players with, from both boys and girls' sides come together. They play about 20 games. Uh, they kicked off here in early September, and things are going well um, on the boys' side. Uh, they're about four games in. Uh, currently, Jake Fisher, uh, senior at Creighton Durham Hall, uh, he leads the the boys' side with nine points in four games, uh, six goals and three assists. Good player. Lots of good players in that league. Uh, he's headed to Northern Michigan. On the girls' side, and Let's Play Hockey is happy to be a sponsor of the girls' high school elite league. Uh, they're a little bit further in. They start a little bit earlier. And I just looked, and they have uh, almost 40 Division One commits playing in the Elite League. Um, the girls' high school game has just gotten to be um, so incredible. And uh, we get a lot of schools from out east that come in and uh, scout in Minnesota because they know that we have the best talent uh, of girls' high school age players in the country. Uh, so if you get a chance, um, check out their schedule. If you want to watch some hockey here in September, um, get out to those arenas and uh, and check them out. Uh, great hockey, fast hockey, uh, good hockey. Um, another big event that happened last week, we had the NHL, NAHL showcase held at the Super Rink in Blaine, as well as in Plymouth and at Fogarty Arena. Um, the NA, as it, as it is known, is a junior league and a, a huge stepping stone for kids looking to further their hockey career um, with hopes of, of playing college hockey. And, uh, and and if not college, they just want to, um, you know, keep playing, keep playing past high school. Um, but the NA, I, I think I just checked, they have helped produce 57 uh, NHL players. Uh, so 57 players that have kind of crossed paths with the NAHL, which is the North American Hockey League, um, ended up uh, putting on a, a big league sweater. So uh, pretty cool. Um, and of course the biggest, biggest news probably buzzing around the state is the new documentary hockey land. Now I got a chance to go see that last night with my wife and I have to say it was, it was excellent. Uh, very well done. Um, you know, the documentary dives into a Northern rivalry between Eveleth Gilbert and, uh, Hermantown. And of course, Hermantown's a powerhouse now. Eveleth Gilbert used to be, they kind of flip-flopped. Elbert, uh, Eveleth used to be a powerhouse back in the day, and now Hermantown has kind of taken the reins there. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the, it dives into that rivalry, uh, follows the teams, the players, the families, and uh, on their quest to do what every Minnesota kid who plays hockey wants to do, and that's make it to the state tournament and win the state tournament. Um, but the, the cool part about this documentary is it's not just about the players or the teams. Um, you know, they just don't show the hockey side of it. They show the human side of it. And how hockey, you know, really is such a passion, not just for the kid playing, but for mom, dad, coaches, fans, schools, and really communities as a whole, especially up on the Iron Range. So 
Um, the writers and producers did an excellent job capturing the spirit of high school hockey in Minnesota. Um, if you get a chance, please go see it. If you're listening to me ramble on, you're obviously a hockey fan, go see it. You will not be disappointed. Uh, I think it's in dozens of theaters starting this past weekend um, around the state. So if you uh, if you live anywhere in Minnesota, you should have an opportunity to go, to go find it. Um, that's all we've got for this week for the Let's Play Hockey Quick Hit. Um, Stay tuned. We will be back next week, and uh, as the season gets closer, we'll uh, we'll talk more high school hockey and and uh, other tidbits from around the state. Um, thanks for having me, Bar Down Buttes. It's uh, it's always a pleasure, and uh, we hope to see you and everyone else at the Let's Play Hockey Expo, March 10th and 11th this year. Of course, coincides with the historic state high school hockey tournament. Can't wait. Go see Hockey Land. You're going to get so excited for the high school season to start. Okay, I want you to think of the first time you took a big hit on the ice. Maybe it was a men's adult league. Maybe you were slammed into the boards in a big game, or maybe you pulled a Jesse and just tripped over the blue line. Either way, it's happened. Boys hockey, girls hockey, it doesn't matter. We've all been there with our first big hits. And unfortunately, those hits can add up over time. Hockey players can end up with dizziness, headaches, and pain, and a large portion have even experienced concussion-like symptoms as a result. Thankfully, there's an answer. Dr. Tyler Stewart with Peak Vestibular Center specializes in the drug-free treatment of nagging concussion symptoms. Dr. Stewart formulated the 3A Brain Restoration Program, a comprehensive program to get to the root cause of your symptoms. He utilizes the latest technology and techniques to get you back on the path to your best life and back on the ice. If you're dealing with dizziness, headaches, or pain after taking one too many hits, contact Dr. Stewart for a complimentary consultation today. Go to dizzinesscare.com or call 715-690-2211 to schedule your complimentary consultation. We're back. Joining us now, not Joe O'Donnell, as my email might lead you to believe, but Joe O'Donnell, the man behind the voice of the Minnesota Wild, far better than Kevin Falness, pretty on par with Tom Reed. Uh, JoJo, what's going on, my friend? How are you? Hi, friends. How are we doing? We're good. We're ready for hockey season. Are you ready for hockey season? I'm getting there. I just uh, took a look at the calendar, the, the training camp schedule that's internal only at this point but for planning purposes yeah um would you agree you don't ease into hockey season you just get full-fledged body checked into hockey season yep uh there's no uh there's no proverbial dip in the toe in the water here you gotta just you guys gotta polar plunge it yeah you know Um, i like that look at that look at that reference how's that for an analogy there you go Kirsten, by the way, welcome. I know this is a couple of months late, but welcome to the uh, the Buttes. Thank you. I'm honored to be here. Jesse's kept me around this long, so I mean, so far, so good. I have must be doing else. something right. I don't. Uh, I I'm at the bottom. There's Kirsten. We'll find out. <laughs> You're free, Joe. Let me know. <laughs> Ratings are gonna go up. <laughs> I like it. See what a what a sweet guy. Now, Joe, you're a newly minted Minnesotan now too. How does it how does it feel? How did the move go? Are you done moving? Uh, we're in our house in Edina, Edina or Edina. No. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Edina, but you shouldn't have told people that. You can't leave with that foot. Nobody's gonna. Nobody's I know. Respecting you anymore. Now. I know. Trust me, the kids are getting chirped at school probably every day. <laughs> right. Um, Really nice town, great neighborhood. Uh, we love it so far. I would pan around this basement, but 
uh, took me a while to find good lighting and a place that didn't have boxes <laughs> in the house. So I'm trying to look like we're kind of settled. Yeah. But if you want to come take a tour, we got a lot of work to do. There we go. I like it. Well, welcome, welcome. Let's jump right in. Let's body check right in, polar plunge in, whatever have you. I want to start with the rookie tournament. Now, again, we're recording this on a Friday, so it hasn't happened yet. But is that something you're going to also closely be paying attention to? I mean, there's some guys, Marco Rossi, Jesper Wellstead, um, any other names that folks should be on the lookout now coming out of that into uh, into training camp? I'm definitely going to be keeping an eye on. I think Ben Gisselson is going to do some type of YouTube broadcast, or at least I'm hoping so. Audio um, only. Fun fact. Audio only. Okay. All yeah. right. Well, yeah. it's better than nothing. Yeah. Um, speaking of prospects, I see that the Traverse City uh, tourney is underway, and that uh, you know shed a little tear. The Wild used to participate in that, and I love going there over a number of years. What a great. Um, atmosphere they've got two ranks so sometimes you have two games going on at the same time it's typically like eight nhl teams to participate in the wild were there forever uh but now they've been doing this thing the tom curver's prospect showcase with the blackhawks which by the way uh awesome job by the organization honor tk in that regard mm -hmm. uh but yeah i think certainly you know whether it's ryan o'rourke and damon hunt or adam beckman or you know a lot of these guys that wild fans should know uh, certainly will know as time moves along. Uh, I know the Minnesota coaching staff goes and they'll watch both games and they'll certainly be keeping an eye on everybody out there. But yeah, you mentioned a couple of the names, Jesse, and I think it's just such an exciting time for the franchise because for so long, you know, you were kind of waiting for the next batch of prospects. And not only did the Wild have a great team on the ice now, as evidenced by last year's record-breaking season, uh, but the future is so bright as well. Many pundits have them ranked as the top five prospect pool in the entire NHL. So um, the good are getting better. And, and I think that's awesome. Yeah, I'd agree. I mean, what, you know, you had been with Iowa for so long. Are you surprised at how deep the prospect pool really is? I mean, has it always been that way or is it kind of since Bill Guerin stepped in, right. And you've got these now draft picks. I mean, how much has that changed? Um, almost, I feel overnight. It really did. Once Guerin stepped in that really dramatically changed. Sure. Um, you also have to, you know, albeit, a, what was it, one or two drafts for Paul Fenton? I mean, he did a nice job. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, don't and, talk and about his, him much, Joe. Uh, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you have, you know, his draft certainly landed some big fish. Um, but Judd Brackett and the job he's done. And then, you know, you mentioned Bill Guerin, even just acquiring a guy like Kalen Addison uh, essentially adds to your, your young prospect pipeline. Now everybody expects Addison to play a big role in Minnesota this year. We'll see if he can take the bull by the horns, but um, you know, I, I just, it's so important to develop, to draft and develop properly uh, for a long time. Minnesota, in my opinion, would get guys, whether it be draft picks or free agent signings out of college, and they would sort of thrust them into these spots in the NHL rather quickly. And um, I don't know that's the most prudent thing to do. Uh, you look at teams like Dallas and Nashville in particular, I always circle back to them because for so many years in the American league, I watched their players come up through the system, you know, the Texas stars feeding the Dallas stars and the Milwaukee admirals, um, you know, pretty much every big name that came through Nashville in the last 10 years, spent time in Milwaukee and not just like 10 games, mm -hmm. not the token Luke Cunning, you know, half a season, uh, or Mike Riley half a season and then back down the next year for a few games. Like these are guys that they said, uh, whether it's Freddie Goudreau who's now with Minnesota or, um, 
gosh, uh, Ryan Ellis spent years in Milwaukee and, and has yeah. carved himself out a nice NHL career now before some injuries. But, you know, there's just so many guys that Colton Sissons, Austin Watson. I mean, I watch those guys play so many games in the minors. Uh, and again, just speaking about the, the, the Nashville way of doing it, but Detroit's another team. Yeah. Uh, Grand Rapids for years had winning AHL teams. And when you win at the minor league level, all it does is prepare you more for the NHL, in my opinion. So I think the Wild are going about it uh, the right way. Uh, it's an exciting time. I mean, we didn't even talk about Mitchell Chafee, who mm -hmm. has a chance to play some NHL games this year. Um, you know, so whether you're drafting them or signing them out of college, there's, there's a number of ways to do it. But the younger uh, your prospects can be and, and the deeper that pool because of the development and hopefully that game experience at the AHL level is really important. You're a newer Minnesotan, so you're not – fully accustomed to all the Minnesota ways yet, but you've been around the wild organization for a while now. Um, Minnesotans, they are cautiously optimistic about the wild this season is a way to put it. I mean, as is every year, they're hopeful, hopefully optimistic. Um, but what is, what is your take on this upcoming season? I mean, there's a few question marks surrounding certain areas. What's your take on how the wild will be this season? You guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that's sort of, just a Minnesota sports fan thing because you've been burned so many times. And I'm not certainly at all knocking that fan base. I get it. Being from outside of Philadelphia, we deal with a lot of heartache. Yeah. And do you I want to remind how... people who you're cheering for for Monday night football? I think they know. <laughs> I think they know. Um, That's a good way to put it. <laughs> but it's, it's just one of those things where as a fan, when you care so much and you haven't, whether it's an early playoff exit or missing the playoffs or just sort of being in that middle of the pack, um, it gets frustrating. And so you don't want to believe until you actually see it. I think last year was a year where wild fans were so excited about the team because the team was so damn exciting and they produced, right? You win 53 games, like it's the most ever in franchise history. That's the best wild team regular season wise. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, the O three team really probably the only team that, um, you know, cause, cause they went to the conference finals that had more success, right. You've had a couple of teams that have gone to the second round, but it's been a lot of first round exits lately for, for Minnesota. And so I get the hesitant, uh, hesitancy from the fan base perspective, but, um, there's a saying in, in some sports circles, trust the process. Uh, <laughs> I'm a big believer in that. And I, I trust this process. I believe in the Bill Guerin method. Um, I've seen him operate on a somewhat regular basis, a daily basis. He's intense. He gets it. And a guy with that many Stanley Cups, player, assistant, GM, whatever, like he knows what it takes. He built a great culture in the locker room. Um, the leadership group is outstanding. The players are so likable. I think that's important uh, from a fan perspective. Is it not only you know, do they produce on the ice, but they seem like good guys. They, you know, they'll get out in the community. They're, they're likable figures. We're starting to see their personalities now with the not weird wild, uh, you know, <laughs> slogan and, and uh, catchphrase and all those commercials. So I think it's a really cool time to be a Minnesota wild fan. I'm pumped for the future. I'm excited to see what this team can do this year. Um, my advice for wild fans is, is don't be cautiously optimistic. Don't be scared. Just dive right in because this team is going to be a good hockey team again this year. I know there's some folks that think maybe they're not going to score as many goals. I mean, when you lose an 80-point guy like Kevin Fial, it's not, he's not easy to replace. But, uh, again, I believe in what this organization is trying to do. The prospects are coming. Um, defensively, 
They might have the best prospect pool in the entire NHL do the wild. And, you know, you win often with defense as much as you need to score goals. You got to keep it out of your net. So I think it's a really exciting time to be a wild fan. Defense wins championships. My favorite saying. I love it. I do too. Joe O'Donnell just restored all faith that I had with everything he just said right there. That was beautifully spoken. Seriously. Tell me, give me a hesitation for the wild this year. Goaltending. Jesse wants to really dive Defense, into that. Offense, I can list specialty. <laughs> okay, well, let's take them one by one. History. Goaltending, obviously, Gustafson's going to have to play. As I don't know if you guys read Russo's piece in The Athletic, the Q&A with Dean. He's going to have to play, and he's going to have to win games. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't, for whatever reason, do you think that the organization is just going to sit tight, let him falter, or let that be a weak spot? No shot. There's no way. Do you want to name a name that you think is going to make his appearance? I'm just saying that, you know, Bill Guerin is not going to let this team flounder. If there's a deficiency, he's going to go out and address it, whether that's externally or internally. Um, But again, back to the prospect thing, it's just one man's opinion here, but I would leave wall set in the American league all year, no matter what, you know, Um, that's, that's just, it's important. It's really important. Um, let him take his lumps down there if he has to. He's got to get used to the North American game. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, goaltending, obviously, when you had Talbot and Flurry, it was going to be a, one of the top ten, tandems in the league. But I don't think the Would organization – Would you say the best? No. Sorry to cut you off. Would you say it was the best last season? Best team. Kirsten's picking up on the beef that our former view, Alexis, and I had. I well, still – Jesse I don't yelled so. at me before <laughs> you came on, Joe, about this. She yelled at well, me. I got my takes. That's because I was behind. I was late. <laughs> so you guys had time to yell at each other. Um, I don't know. I mean, hard to argue that they weren't top five, right? I mean, numbers wise, whether it was Capo and Talbot or then Flurry and Talbot, I mean, the numbers were what they were. Um, you know, I think Flurry and Talbot late in the year proved that they were a top five tandem. Um, all right, to defense. I mean, look this team had so many defensemen that they jettisoned one that played what 60 plus games last year in Kulikov. Um, and they did it because they believe in what they have coming and they think they're good enough as it is. Again, I guess I'll just keep going back to the fact that I trust Bill Guerin. I do. I think the moves he's made already have made this team into a contender. And I don't think he's going to sit back and, and do anything but try and win as many games for his hockey team. I don't think he's going to push the panic button. I don't think he's going to mortgage the future. We've seen that because he believes in the longevity of the process uh, from what we've seen. But I really do believe that if, if there's a hole, if there's a weakness, you know, they freed up some cap space. I think that's what it'll be used for is, Hey, here's uh, and not just a bandaid, like let's fix the problem. If there is a problem and offensively, look, I, I love watching Kevin Fiala when he was going and he was dynamic, but I think we all need to be realistic that he's not the type of player, generally speaking, that you can win in the playoffs with. He's just, in my opinion, you know, there, there needed to be more there defensively, accountability-wise. Did he take steps last year? Absolutely. Did he grow up as a player? Absolutely. Was he dynamic with Boldy? Absolutely. But I really don't think that you need to replace his 80 points with somebody else getting 80 points. I do believe it can be done by committee. And I do believe if you play the right way, you'll get rewarded with some scoring chances. Um, I don't think the loss of Fial will be felt as 
as painfully as I think some fans are making it out to be. I could be dead wrong. Again, just my opinion, but uh, I'm not as concerned about losing number 22 as some. And that's actually not my concern with the offense. My concern is last year, they overexceeded so many expectations. You're looking at career years from Marcus Foligno, Ryan Hartman, and guys that I don't know that they can replicate that or, you know, produce even more than that. I think that's asking a lot. I feel like Felino's going to maybe have to go back to more of his physical role. Now without a Delorier, I can see that. I mean, not to say that he can't continue an offensive prowess, but I think there's that Jordan Greenway, another one. I mean, Jewel Eric's neck, you hope that he can continue to grow yeah. upon what he had last year, but it's less about losing Kevin Fiala for me, but more about can these guys produce what they were doing last year? Because I, you know, again, call me a seasoned Minnesota grizzled vet here. I do have the bar low every year because I'm, I'm always cautious about it. I do. And they over exceeded that 10 times last year. And, you know, it yeah. was, it, and then they still lost in the first round. Right. So, I mean, it's always kind of that caution, but that's my bigger concern with the offense and with the production and not to say that you still can't obviously win games. You don't have to score eight goals to win a game. I mean, these days you do have to score more than two or three, however. Um, but it's just more or less looking at those guys and saying, can you do that? I mean, Ryan Hartman being the top player leading score for the Minnesota wild, Nobody could have seen that coming, right? I mean, that's just not out there. That's not his way of playing. He's a skilled player, but not in that aspect. And yes, knowing that he can score is just wondering, can you do it again? I think Boldy is the other guy that's going to make a step up, but everybody else I look at like, okay, what can you do this season? I think that's fair. I mean, you expect some regression or a step forward from most players, right? I mean, not, you know, nobody ever stays at their previous season point total moving forward. Uh, but none of those guys are old. I guess that's the one thing yeah. I'd throw your way. It's not like, you know, any of those guys you mentioned are 34, 35 years old, and they just had this amazing season, and now you're like, boy, father time might catch up with them. Um, I think they're all still young, and they made the most of the opportunity. Uh, I think part of it's the system. I think part of it's the belief instilled by the coaches. Part of it's just the chemistry and the fit with those lines and just the way the whole team sort of uh, really battled for one another. Um, so yes, did so many guys have breakout seasons, Freddie Goudreau, yeah. another guy. Um, but again, Freddie Goudreau hadn't had a whole lot of opportunity at the NHL level previously. Tyson Jost hasn't really mm-hmm. stepped onto the scene like we hope he will this year. And I think he's going to get every opportunity to do so. So I do understand your point. I think it's, it's, you know, it's logical in some ways that, uh, you know, you could have a regression, but I'm not really banking on that. I think that this, this team is is a team, um, and, I, and I believe so much in that culture and that chemistry when it's on the line, you know, guys will come through for one another because they want to. They love each other. They want to be there for one another. They're great teammates, all those things, and that's important in this sport. Um, the one thing I want to see from this team this year is I just want to see them playing their best hockey late in the year. Like, I, I don't think you can – to win more than 53 games this year – like, I don't know if that's possible, right? They, they hadn't done it before in franchise history. So what's the goal this year? 55 wins, 56 wins, like that'd be top five in the league again. I don't know if I even want to see that. I want to see the Minnesota Wild again, just one radio guy's opinion, playing their best hockey in April, not winning seven to two over the Coyotes type of things, but winning the right way, peaking at the right time so that when the first round rolls around, not only do they have these previous experiences, albeit some of them not so pleasant, but they're playing the right brand of hockey that will take them far into the playoffs that will give them success into May and June. 
completely. I think a 10 game winning streak in December doesn't do a whole lot for me. It's exciting and it's fun to watch, but it, yeah. it's, you need to really pick it up. I even look at February as kind of a big changing point of, of teams, right? I mean, you get that all-star break, you have teams coming back and everybody kind of resets, but the good teams hit the pedal and really go yep. full blown starting then. So I always look at it that I want to circle back to your point. Cause I do in Billy G we trust hashtag in BG we trust. I love, and I've talked about it time and time again. I love the patience he has with each one of these players in their development. You had mentioned Jesper Wilson. You want to see him down there in the AHL for a full year. We saw that with Marco Rossi. We saw that with Matt Boldy. I mean, truly how important is that? I mean, you being a guy in the AHL, you had to put your time in down in the A and learn things, right? But I mean, for these players, why is that critical? And why do fans especially have to be patient and have to understand that that is part of the process before they make that leap into the NHL? Simply because it's not easy. It develops character. I mean, you're getting off the bus at three in the morning in Milwaukee and you got to play that night after just playing a game in Des Moines that ended it, you know, you leave. So I'll take you through a somewhat typical American Hockey League weekend. Friday night in Des Moines, you're playing at seven o'clock against whoever. You get on the bus. If you're lucky by 10 p.m., you're out of the rink and you're going six hours without a stop, that is, to Milwaukee. You're getting to the hotel. By the time you get into your bed, and fall asleep, it's close to 4 a.m. And like, and then you might be playing at 3 that day, or you could be playing at 7 p.m. on that Saturday. And then you're getting on the bus after that game, and you're coming back to Des Moines again. And now you're in your bed Sunday morning at 3 or 4 a.m., right? And Sunday's probably a day off. Then you're practicing Monday and practicing Tuesday. And then probably Wednesday you're getting on the bus and you're going to Chicago, or you're flying to California, and you're playing a Thursday, Saturday, Sunday series. like. It is a, an absolute grind in the American Hockey League, but it will teach you what it takes to get your body ready. You can watch from guys that have been there and done that, right? These guys that play eight, nine years in the American League, they're pros. Um, and it's a man's game down there. Like, there's no easy nights. Uh, you got to be physically ready. It's a mental grind. A lot of these kids for the first time are cooking on their own, living on their own, managing their budget, like all these real-life things. You go to the NHL and you're on these charter flights and eating these awesome meals and staying in these four-star hotels. Like Please stop. I could, no. <laughs> I could see how you would, you know, you think, I don't want to say you think it's easy, but it's, it's definitely a different lifestyle. Um, so for me, some of these kids, especially coming out of junior hockey or college hockey, give them a taste of the minors. Even if they're a second, say first round pick, like humble them a bit. Like put them through the grind, the meat grinder, the AHL, the jungles it's known. Um, and not just for a month, like make them earn their spot on your roster the following season or two seasons away. And then you'll see who really wants it. And guys will get better because they're going to get more ice time, which is, and he mentioned that it's so important uh, to play in every situation because in the NHL, you're not going to play in every situation unless you're a star player. So uh, go down there, get the reps go through the grind, learn what it takes to be a pro and earn your stripes. Um, and I think, you know, I mentioned all these organizations. We didn't even talk about Pittsburgh where Billy G came from. He <laughs> saw them, you know, Wilkes-Barre Scranton has been such a great American hockey league franchise for so long. Um, you know, it, it, and again, it's so nice to have Iowa and Minnesota so close together. I mean, you think back to the years of the Houston arrows where guys had to get on a plane for three hours to get called up. So if an injury happened in morning skate, you weren't getting somebody there. Uh, until puck drop if you were lucky now it's mm -hmm. like hey 
so-and-so is not feeling good when they check in that morning at the rink, call down to Iowa, get somebody up. They can drive themselves there and they're there by lunchtime. Uh, such a huge advantage for the organization. And again, it's, it's so important for these guys to, uh, to learn what it takes at the AHL level. I love everything that you said right there. I mean, I think too, this is kind of taking it on a different spin, but even, you know, I work so closely with junior hockey, the North American hockey league too. Like you start there before you go up to the USHL. So everything that you said there, I loved. And I kind of felt like I could run through a brick wall too, after listening to Joe talk, like I feel motivated and I'm not even a professional hockey player. Like none of that applies to me, but I still could run through a brick wall. Um, changing the, changing the conversation a little bit. This is a question I had for you. It's a question. I know wild fans have me and Jesse were kind of tiptoeing around it earlier, but special teams, the wild power play. What do you think we can expect to see from the get-go this season on the power play? It can't get worse, right? I mean, it can, but not much. I think young personnel getting an opportunity and I'm going to steal that because Dean was talking to Russo about it. And I, (laughs) and it makes a lot of sense. Honestly, I mean, Kalen Addison is a power play quarterback. Like that's his bread and butter. So to not give him a chance doesn't make much sense. Um, you know, you got to give these an opportunity, uh, these guys an opportunity to sink or swim. Marco Rossi should get a chance on the power play. Boldy, we know is going to be on the power play. Um, you know, outside of your net front guy, maybe, you know, being Jewel Erickson Eck. Uh, and obviously you want, you know, 97 and 36 out there. To me, everything else is, you know, up in the air as far as, you know, who, who's going to run the blue line. Uh, what's the second unit look like, uh, systematically, you know, I don't know that you want to tweak much. I just, I, I agree with Dean's assessment. It's, it's time to give other personnel a chance. Um, when I read that, I was like, damn, that makes a lot of sense. Honestly, like give these guys an opportunity and see what they can do. Part of it will be the preseason, um, with seven games. So I'll have plenty of time to, uh, put these kids in situations, but some of it as well, I think will be the early season. Um, you know, like, let's just see how they handle it. If you remember, there was a time last year where, if I'm not mistaken, the, the coaching staff just rolled out whatever line was next because the power play just wasn't finding success. So it wasn't so much here's power play unit one and two. It's like third line, you're up, get out there, run the power play. <laughs> um, so again, I, I don't think it was for a lack of trying, a lack of effort. Um, I'm sure there were some sleepless nights from the coaches with the special teams units last year and into this off season. Uh, but I have a lot of trust in the staff. And I think that with the, with the young talent that they have in the organization, they'll give some of these kids an opportunity. We'll see who makes the most of it. I am excited again. Training camp opens up. Sam I'm Steele. Sure. What? Yeah. Sam Steele. I like Sam Steele. Well, I have a hot take. Ta- I'm going to say He's got it. talent. I kind of like Sam Steele a little bit more than Marco Rossi. That's my hot take. I don't, I can't, I'm very curious about that. I, but that's because I got to see Sam Steele at the NHL level and I was impressed with the things that I saw. I haven't seen Marco yet really have that capability. Right. So that's not a knock on Marco Rossi. And it's not, I just think I like, there's something about Sam Steele that I have a little bit more confidence and maybe it's that experience. Maybe it's just something, but I've always been a fan. I liked Anaheim too. Like I liked what Anaheim has been building there and Sam Steele was a part of that buildup. So, I mean, I think it's a great addition, a great opportunity, but again, it makes a real battle for that kind of center spot for Marco Rossi. And I know Bill Guerin has said time and time again, it's not given to anybody. That's not Rossi's spot. That's not Addison's spot. It's whoever goes out there and competes. And yes, it's easy to mark them in there, but put it with a pencil because you just don't know. And that's, what's exciting about training camp. Again, opening up, I believe there will be public uh, availability for people to come watch, right? Jojo, you can let us know that. 
Yeah, I think the first day on the ice is the 23rd, uh, which is second. Yeah. Okay. Is next week, which is crazy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> We're right? here. Yeah. Um, so that's awesome. And yeah, they will be, uh, you know, down at Tria, great facility, chance for the fans to come watch. I'm sure they'll do some fun stuff, some scrimmage, some shootouts type things, and a lot of work on the specialty teams. But I mentioned Sam Steele because he's a name that is going to fly under the radar early in the year. Uh, but another late season signing, you know, a lot of times teams will sign guys, either tryouts or, or contracts, or they'll make a late trade and there's not a lot of fanfare around it, but he's a kid with some upside, some good hands. And um, again, opportunity, you know, if he, he takes it and makes the most of it, he's going to play, you know, every night for this hockey team. If he doesn't, it's somebody else's opportunity. So I think that's the cool part about the preseason and training camp and, you know, you know, going in, there's like maybe one spot on D, one or two maybe on forward. And then on top of that, you've got the fact that there's some pressure. And I think that's a cool part of it, too. Let's see how these kids handle it. Exactly. Again, preseason opening up at Tria. First preseason game then Sunday uh, against the Colorado Avalanche. Should be a good one. We're here. Hockey season's here, Joe. Kirsten is not, um, but everybody it's good. She got tired of listening to me. You know, that's what'll happen. No, she's working on her internet or or something. We'll keep her around. She's using her hotspot. That's dedication to the pod. We love it. We love you, Joe. You're the best. Don't forget, he is your voice for the Minnesota Wild Radio Network. So you'll be able to hear him. Are you doing any more shows? We got some good shows coming up too that you can let us in on or TBD. Uh TBD. Nice. Uh, but Wild Amplified is is no longer, unfortunately. R.I.P but there are some plans content wise that are extremely exciting for the organization. Yeah. don't know how I'll fit into all that, but um, I'm sure you saw uh, some of the Ryan Carter, John King news recently. Yeah. Salt um, in the wound, salt in the wound, Joe. Salt and the wound. Uh, of course, you know, we've seen some Jesse Pierce <laughs> writing on yeah. wild.com. So yeah. that's exciting as well. But yeah, the, I know the marketing team and the uh, broadcast team have got a lot up their sleeve for this year. Some exciting stuff. Um, really cool video projects they'll be working on. Hopefully I can contribute in some way, but looking forward to getting back in the saddle with uh, the legend Tom Reed starting uh, on the 25th, which is Sunday. Nice. We love it again. Uh, Minnesota Wild bringing you great products on and off the ice. Can't beat it. Uh, Joe, thanks for joining us. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. We're back. Shout out to my boy, Joe O'Donnell, not O'Donnell. That really, it was my bad. He was late because I sent it again to the wrong email. My bad completely. Love him taking the time to join us. Jealous that he doesn't have to go back to work till the preseason, but excited to see him at the rink as often as we will. Will, good guy all around. Let's wrap up this episode here. Um, Up for debate. I had posed the question of what is going to be most different, good or bad, Either or is your the goaltending situation going to be the most different on the team? Special teams going to be the most different on the team, or is defense going to be the most different? And again, it can go good or bad, whichever you think it's going to be. If you think special teams are going to be good, great. You think goaltending's bad, great. Defense, whatever. Kirsten, what did your what are your thoughts? What's going to be what's going to have the biggest identity change this year for the Minnesota Wild? You know, I don't know. I don't think this is a hot take by any means, but I'm going to say special teams can't get worse than it was last year. So it's going to be good this year. Special okay. teams, they're going to score on the power play. They're just going to be a working unit. Special teams is going to be different for the best. 
you know, and Joe get brought up some good points. I mean, we've all heard about Kaylin Addison's um, proficiency on the power play. I think that's good. We saw Boldy do his thing. Um, I, you know, that's the easy choice, but again, for the sake of being different, it's not different for me. The goaltending is going to be worse. So that's my hot take. We'll just leave it at that. It is. There's no way like, and I, again, wasn't a huge fan of Cam Delvet, Marc-Andre Fleury necessarily. I just, you haven't seen enough. And again, going back to what Dean Evson told Michael Russo in that athletic piece about 50 games for Fleury, that's if he's healthy the whole time. And I love me some flowers, still thrilled that he's here and still hoping there's that gas in the tank for him to do it. But there's so much unknown around Gustafsson. And yes, he needs to get that time and that experience and the ability to play, but it's like, how I don't know. It just it has me a little nervous and it has me a little shaky. So I'm gonna go goaltending. Plus, that's kind of my thing. So I'm very harsh on goaltenders. Yeah, I really don't. I don't even know why. I don't know why. It's I. I don't know why. Just goaltending is my thing. That's my bit. Uh, again, we're gonna wrap up this week's episode. Don't forget to come out to JL Beers in Burnsville on Thursday at 7 p.m. to come see us live. We will release that recording as a special aside. Um, but we'll be out there slinging some beer specials, talking some hockey, uh, enjoying our conversation with all of you guys. Again, that's this coming Thursday at 7 p.m. at JL Beers in Burnsville, courtesy of our partnership with Greenbelt. So shout out to them. Shout out to Talk North for featuring us on their network. Shout out to SodaStick.com. 15% off all your purchases with code bar down beauties. Go get your garb over there. Royal credit union, less fee, more free, uh, peak vestibular center and Dr. Tyler Stewart helping with all your concussion needs. Uh, Kirsten, thanks to you too, for showing up for another week. Dedication at its highest. Um, thanks to Fred for not, but for at least putting together this episode. Don't forget to also go check out our cues with the buttes. We've got some good questions in there that we answered this week. So pop on over while you're subscribing to our YouTube channel, rating our YouTube channel, all that good stuff. We love you. We will see you next week or Thursday. Bye.